0: Welcome back to another week in the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I have some founder George Manasseh here on this exclusive episode on the Catholic Toolbox podcast, and I'm joined by my good friend, Alan J. Smith. Welcome aboard, Alan. Are you with us, Alan?
1: It's great to be aboard, well? and thank you for... Yes, I'm with you. Do you hear me? Yes,
0: I do. Excellent.
1: Good. I know we're uh, miles away, I'm in North America, you're in Australia, it's winter here where I am in Canada and it's summer where you are, uh, but uh, with technology we'll have a great talk today uh, about our subjects.
0: Exactly, and uh, I welcome you aboard here this episode where we're going to discuss a topic which is very dear to our hearts, you and I specifically, that is uh, lay apostolates and the, the overall role of laity in the church today and the importance of lay lay vocation, and the lay call to holiness, and the call for lady to take action by creating apostolates, initiatives, and, and even just generally being out there in the world and growing in holiness and bringing people closer to God. But Alan, do you want to start off by just introducing uh, who you are to our listeners and uh, what you do? Just give a bit of a rundown about what you do, especially your lay apostolates.
1: Yes, I am running for the last, um, I want to say 10 years now, a lay apostolate called uh, Bishop Sheen Today. And uh, it has, uh, it takes on many uh, forms. Some people call it the School of Bishop Sheen. Other people call it the Sheen Mission Society of Canada. Uh, I just like to call it Bishop Sheen Today because we need the writings and teachings of Bishop Sheen today in our lives. And um, so for my, um, you know, humble attempt of uh, bringing Christ to the world, uh, I've been using the writings and teachings of the venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. So I like to always say that uh, don't be fooled. I'm not, uh, uh, I'm kind of like the apostles of old. I'm a man of trade. I'm a plumber by day and an evangelist uh, with my life. And uh, again, I think is what I say to people is that people of all walks of life can uh, pick up and uh, develop these little lay apostolates and make a difference in the world. So um, again, uh, some people call me the pipe padre, if you want to call me by a nickname, because I am this pipe... <laughs> the pipe padre, Never heard that before. Yet. who evangelizes. So yeah. uh, again, that's uh, the pipe padre. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. I look, at Alan, I mean, it's tremendous. Work so that, that you do. that's a brief... I mean, I think it's brief, but you do a lot, I mean, during the week. I mean, the fact that you're a plumber, you're a, you're a man of trade, and you, you do so much work promoting the work of Bishop Sheen. Um, you feature on Radio Maria Canada, and uh, it's sort of a similar story to myself. You know, during the day, I'm an engineer and uh, project manager. Uh, I work in that during the day, but during the night, and outside of my own time, I run the Catholic Toolbox radio show, podcast and uh, now i'm the author of the art of practical catholicism due to be released on the 18th of december um this year so it's been exciting work here today so we we have a similar story this is why we we really i was really excited leading up to this episode speaking about the lay apostolate so it really does go back in most recent days to the second vatican council in Lumen gentium which is the dogmatic constitution of the church where well, lady are called specifically and it emphasised specifically that we have a special place in the church. We have a, a call to holiness, a universal call to holiness, which women gentium specifically in, in section 25 really elaborates further on that. And it's very important to note that I think before the Second Vatican Council there was a great emphasis on, on the role of the clergy. They, they did a lot more <clears throat> in a secular sense, in a social sense. And now in the world today we're basically... It's an anti-clerical world now, you know, where where uh, people don't respect the church anymore on a great social scale. And we're trying to restore that. That's the role of the lady today. I think the Second Vatican Council saw beautifully that the lay—it's the laity's job—to go out into the real world to bring people to Christ, to re-evangelize in our workplaces. And I just uh, just uh, finished off my talk for the God of Mercy conference at the moment, just on how to evangelize in the workplace. Uh, just three practical tips, short and sweet, 15 to 17 minutes, I believe. So it's featured on the God, uh, God is Mercy um, uh, uh, conference. So that's on the 28th of this month. So this coming week, so if you want to access that, that will be there. I believe you're speaking. You're speaking there also, Alan.
1: So I've um, got a talk uh, simply entitled "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Exactly. Because uh, Fulton Sheen, for I think 58. 58- ears uh, gave reflections uh, each Lent on the words, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And I think we need to really pick up on that uh, theme of forgiveness. And um, we carry a lot of resentment in our heart. And uh, we have to realize that God forgave us a great debt. um, And we need to extend the same uh, mercies to others. Excellent.
0: Beautiful. So you can check out on the 28th this month, uh, God is mercy through Smart Catholics. I highly recommend you check them out and get, um, you know, register for that conference. Uh, you can see us there, and uh, we'll we'll be there. Listen, listen, and tune in. So, let's continue with our discussion. How do you see the role of the laity, principle from what the, the church's perspective?
1: Right. Yeah, you mentioned the the documents of Vatican II, and how um, I think that was what for many uh, lay apostolates was. The springboard and um, kind of uh, an instructional uh, plan to say we're relying on you the laity to of course uh, make a difference we don't want it to always fall on the shoulders of the priest and the religious and um, you know, even Fulton Sheen had a famous quote uh, where he was asking uh, the laity to say don't rely on your bishops and your uh, clergy <laughs> yeah. to uh, do this So it's God is relying on you and I When I open my Bible, and I try to open my Bible every day, um, you know, I was reading uh, a letter of Paul to the Corinthians, and I think it was in chapter 16, uh, the first 16 verses, he mentions names of lay apostles. And so, and he thanks them, uh, you know, Priscilla and this and that, and like um, all these lists of names. And so uh, when we open the scriptures, we see, ah, it was the regular people, the people of trade, the people in the community who uh, picked up this mission and, yeah. uh, of course, uh, spread the love of Christ. And so, uh, again, we just go to the scriptures and we'll find, um, I want to say, a motivational speech to say, let's do something, let's do something. So uh, it began with the official um you know, of course, want to say entry of Christ into the world. And he instructed us to go and preach to all nations. And uh, so we're fulfilling the call of Christ. This is uh, Christ saying to each and every one of us, um, go out and share uh, my love. And I like to say my program, because uh, sometimes, you know, we're always saying, well, what program are you using? Uh, well, I'm using the program founded by Christ and the institution he founded, too. It's a um, it's, it's, it's pretty safe bet. It's got a, it's got a good track um, history in the sense that there's results, it's results-driven. So uh, anyway, but that's just an, an opening uh, comment. And I think I try to say to people, uh, remember, we were made for this stuff. And um, I think people have to realize that the gift of your baptism, when you are baptized as a Catholic, uh, and uh, even baptized into the faith, uh, you know. Again, because there's non-Catholics that are listening to the show, uh, when those waters of baptism are sprinkled over your head, and those words um, that you're claimed for Christ, uh, you become a missionary. That's your you receive your um, your papers into God's army, and you become a child of God, and the work begins there. And uh, the problem is, is that. No one really ever tells you that until maybe you're 13, 15, 20 years old. But, that uh, yeah. We were made for this. And yep. our, baptism, our baptism sets us up for that. So uh, it, we call it the common priesthood a lot of times that you become priest, prophet, and king uh, through your baptism. And I'm sure that, George, you would feel the same way and I sure have uh, said those comments many times in your talks that you've given. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, look, I think it's very important to note that we – it's not the job of the priest or the bishop or the hierarchy to get out there and change the world alone. I do think they have to play their part and they have to really play their part. I mean, with the, 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 the influence that they have and the power that they have to make change. But on the ground level, on an operational level, I like to see it as we, the lady are going out into the workplace. That's a sphere of influence. You look at your sphere of influence, whether it's your youth group, your, your, your family, your parish, workplace your friends, your peers, everybody else, whoever it may be. That's your sphere of influence. That's your that's your domain where you are able to tap in and bring Christ to them by, by word and by example. For instance, engaging the culture through your workplace slowly and subtly. And I highly recommend you go to the God is Mercy Conference to check out my 15-minute talk, short talk, where I give you three practical tools. Um, it's very important to take action there. And let's go into a little bit about the work you do in responding to the Second Vatican Council's call um, with Sheen. I know you're a great. You're, you're great, you're a devotee. You're an honorary devotee of <laughs> of uh, Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And I'm starting slowly through your help to really discover his beauty and his the, the richness of his legacy, really. So give us a rundown about how you live in your personal life and in the busy life that you live. How do you run... Um,
1: <laughs> your lay apostolate, basically. All right. Yes. Um, first of all, I'll say to people the, the question is always, well, how did you start this lay apostolate and what was the motivation? And um, I think for me, Fulton Sheen came into my life by a God incident where I just stumbled across one of his books in 2009. And, uh, it's like when you meet someone who you're very impressed with, um, who, you know, cares about you, um, you just have a great affinity. And that's what I felt is that Fulton Sheen cared about me and he cared, uh, deeply about my soul. Uh, because in 1949, Fulton Sheen said, unless souls are saved, thing is saved. And so, um, I, I knew that that was the battle cry that I wanted to, um, you know, occupy my life. It's about saving souls. And, um, of course, God is asking us to work on saving our own souls, and that's why the personal call to holiness we mentioned earlier, uh, but with Fulton Sheen, he wanted to bring all souls to Christ all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so what I found my engagement is is that I thought, um as a plumber, I go into uh, I think I've got thirty thousand customers now that I've gone into their homes over the years and fixed their pipes. but When I enter a home, I have an opportunity to have a conversation, and I get to uh, impart some wisdom. And it's really easy when you have a good coach, a good mentor, who's giving you the lines. And um, in this evangelization world, apologetics is a scary thing for some people. Oh, I don't know how to share my faith. I don't know how to, um, you know, teach uh, catechesis. I I could never really uh, bring someone to Christ, you know, with my limited knowledge. But uh, what Fulton Sheen teaches people, and of course he has 66 books to his record, um, he talks about a variety of topics in these books. And uh, again, gives you an idea of how to weave Christ into everything. Um, Because doesn't the the scriptures say, Christ was like us in all things, but sin, all things, And so he knew what life was about. And uh, Fulton Sheen's uh, television show was called Life is Worth Living. Life is Worth Living. And so I think it's just that um, battle cry that I love to share with people is that your life is worth living. God has a plan for George Manessa. God has a plan for me. And uh, I need to share that. And so uh, my, um, I guess, gift is that I realized he's the best spokesperson uh, that people can relate to. And so just get his talks, his books, his tapes, his videos, and uh, put them in front of people. And that's really my mission. My mission is to share his writings and teachings. And uh, for many years, I've been involved with his cause for canonization. It's the church, of course, has these, um, you know, causes where we want to have uh, a holy uh, servant of God become venerable, then blessed, then saint. So I'm involved with that organization that is moving his cause forward. And uh, Father Apostoli um, said to us, and he was the vice postulator before he went to meet the Lord, said, we want to make sure that Fulton Sheen writings do not become silent. His voice goes away. We want it to be heard We want his messages to be enjoyed for many years. And so that's been my battle cry, to share his writings. And it's so easy when uh, he's so approachable. And, of course, in Australia, uh, Bishop Sheen is well-respected. He visited the country. He went to Oceania. He, um, of course, went all over the world. And yet his legacy is still there in Australia today and all over the world. So my job is easy. My job is easy. So that's just Part of the mission statement, that's what I try to do. I wake up every day saying, how can I share Bishop Sheen with the worldwide audience, be it the internet, be it speaking at conferences, whatever it is, but let's go and share some Bishop Sheen.
0: Exactly, and uh, that's some tremendous work that you do. I absolutely admire your work, and um, I think it's really you. You've been sort of the bridge for me to understand Bishop Fulton Sheen and to start now my process of really learning about his legacy. and you know, I'm starting to do that, and I'm actually going to be getting copy of your or two of your books um, coming up soon so i'll just go into the catholic toolbox share a bit about the apostolate here so the catholic toolbox um, i founded out of a need for so many catholics including myself who want to be effective in the real world real world i mean <laughs> out in the secular world uh, we'd like the world to be more centered on god we'd love the world to be back you know during Christ the era of christendom Unfortunately, we're not in that area and we have to get to a stage where we bring back God into the workplace. So I was sitting in a in a meeting called a toolbox talk and I a light bulb moment from God, providential moment that you know I should found a toolbox, Catholic toolbox show to help with giving practical, short and sweet, straight to the point solutions about how to implement your faith in day to day life. Now I think this was in light of the Second Vatican Council's call for the lady to rise up. This obviously speaks, the show speaks to a lot of lay people who want to grow in holiness and wherever they are, whether they're a doctor, a lawyer, a truck driver, a plumber, a builder, a, a nurse, a teacher, wherever you are in the midst, or you're a mother or a father at home, um, or let's say you you don't have a job or you're struggling. It speaks to people and it, it allows us to then learn the faith and then translate it practically into, okay, here are some clear-cut goals or tools where we can easily take action with our faith. So that's a bit about my lay apostolate here that I'm running. And it's interesting because we both have our apostolates, uh, which is part of the the overall <laughs> contribution to the universal church. And what's interesting to me, cause, and we spoke about this, I think, about a couple weeks ago or a month ago, is that the how do we see you know all these lay religious groups or lay apostolates Say, for instance, like the lay Dominicans, the lay Franciscans, um, let's say even uh, myself, you know, uh, receiving spiritual direction from the proletariat of the work in Opus Dei, um, and uh, and let's say other lay-affiliated organizations in the church and how they fit in. Your thoughts, I I believe we spoke about that a month ago and had a few insights regarding that. I just wanted to get that out for our listeners.
1: Yeah, it's so important to... um... I always use a slogan, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. And it's important to have good friends. And so there's a lot of good lay associations. And uh, as you mentioned, um, uh, again, I think of the, the groups, the lay, lay groups in Opus Dei, the lay groups in the Third Order Franciscans, Third Order Dominicans. Um, what's very key is formation. And I think for us to do our apostolic work, to go out into the mission field, we need good formation. Uh, we need a good, um, what I want to say, um, iron sharpens irons. Men, of course, sharpening each other. Men, well, us as um, you know, followers of Christ, learning from each other and uh, knowing that we're not alone. And so, uh, again, the key is formation. And what I find about uh, being with many of these lay groups, and uh, I went to, onto the Internet to look at the, the, the list of lay groups and and I you know I printed off four pages and uh, everything from you know Knights of Malta to uh, the Dames of or the, the, the Holy Sepulchre um, again the lay groups the uh, Cate- Neo Way Opus Dei I mean it's like there's lots of variety but the key is you need to be formed and you need to model yourself uh, of course with the help of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Lord ourselves, and uh, you need to stay on point. And so, again, finding a lay group of people is so important. Uh, you know, no man is an island. You can't, even though sometimes you do the work by yourself, um, it's nice to connect with uh, these people who can help, uh, help you along. And really, I think what we need to know is that we're not alone. We're not alone. There's others that uh, are doing a similar work or have the same uh, zeal. And I know how even we met. Um, of course, uh, the name of your show, The Catholic Toolbox, appealed to me as a man of trade, but a man who brings the faith to work every day. And uh, so, again, how would you ever believe that someone from Australia would meet someone from Canada and we'd be having conversations on a regular basis about the faith. But uh, these lay organizations, these lay groups... Are so important because again, the movement of lay apostol you know, lay apostles, is that stuff we do in society. Um, you know, we try not to mistake that. Yes, some of us are lecturers at church, or um, you know, we teach catechism, yeah, and those—that's right. those, a beautiful work. But the work of the of lay evangelization, lay apostolates, is we go out into the world. We go out into the world, and so uh, I want to be ready for action. So um, having. In good formation is so, is so important, you know, in this journey.
0: Absolutely. I think wherever we stand in the church, every lay like organizations we may be a part of, formation is key and learning your faith and being equipped to go out there into the real world, and do your job but with a different dimension, that is you're living, walking in the light of Christ in the world. And what are some obstacles that you found in your apostolate, I mean, balancing your work, day job, and your, your apostolate?
1: Yeah. I think really what I don't want to do is miss my true calling, which is that mm. um, you have to always um, be at your station. And my station right now is that I am a husband and father and grandfather. When I look at my sacramental call, and I have, of course, I, I live in the vocation of marriage and the sacrament of marriage. And so on judgment day, I don't think i um, Again, it will matter that I have thirty thousand customers. That um, I was an accomplished swimmer and uh, decorated athlete, and all of these things. Uh, (laughs) What will matter is what did I do in my station of life? And uh, so I, I always say to people, even though I do a great amount of work, I make sure that I don't miss the mark and that I uh, stay put in my vocation. That my, my sacramental calling to be a husband, father, grandfather. So I, I make that very clear. Uh, and I always have to find that balance. But I'm yoked to a beautiful woman who is as passionate about Fulton Sheen as I am. And so that's the key to my success is that it's just not one person, it's two persons it's that are person. yeah, um, motivated to share um, Bishop Sheen with the world. So again, I don't want to... Um, you know, I want to stress as much as I can that uh, even though people come up to me and say, I want to do what you're doing, I want to uh, have an apostolate similar to yours, but maybe with a different saint or with um, a program they developed or something like that, I always just say, just don't lose your head. Remember, where you're planted, and that's sometimes in the home, in the family, and uh, God will bless you. You know, um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that kingdom is in your home for many people. Mm. And if you're in the single state, um, again, you need to have your priorities right to say, yes, I'm called to serve God. Of course, uh, you're still a member of a family, uh, and you have to show respect to your parents I'm, and I'm glad you uh, your elderly, and um, I'm really love for your brothers that. and sisters. you have them?
0: Yes. Uh, look, I'm really glad you brought that up, because a lot of people look at the apostolate and think it's just uh, setting up a radio show, doing talks, just church work. but i like to just refer to St. Jose Maria who, um, the founder of the Prolatory of Opus Dei and the Holy Cross, spoke a bit about, a lot about actually, the universal court of holiness, sanctifying your work, any work, especially secular work. Let's say, doing a report at work, your situation, your plumbing work that you carry out during the day. Your day job is your apostolate, your, 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 your moral obligation to your family. Your vocation is your apostolate, and you can sanctify that. It doesn't have to be a radio show or a podcast or any kind of direct church work. That's our first and foremost priority, where we're called to grow in holiness. Other things which we may do on the side, um, additional church work, whether it's secular work, whether it's social work or work with our family and things that our initiatives are running with our family, they are all to be sanctified. We can grow in holiness in in we can sanctify it in the same sense. Even if it's secular work, we can grow in holiness. And uh, that's the thing I just really wanted to make clear to our listeners, that all work is, if it's noble, can be worth sanctifying.
1: Yes, yes. And I I try to say to people that you have to still set goals. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's important that we set goals. And um, think of that battle cry. Mm -hmm. Unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. Mm -hmm. And how often do we ever talk about, hey – I want to go save a soul. And um, I think this is what Fulton Sheen said so many times. He would say to the Lord, Lord, send me a trial or send me some challenges that I might save a soul. Uh, And he had souls on his mind. And so uh, I think it's important that we set some goals. I know I have goals of I want to get my wife to heaven, my three children to heaven, my five grandchildren. Um, I have goals, but I have goals to bring other souls to Christ, too. And I think that's so important. And when I say to people, you know, don't be discouraged about only winning one soul here or maybe not having a great deal a of great success in your postulate, a great I, remind them, I remind them of the numbers that Fulton Sheen taught me. And uh, he said, let me just give you an example. And this will just take me a minute, but uh, it has a very powerful ending. Um, Fulton Sheen said, just believe there was only one person who believed Jesus Christ and the church and the sacraments and he went out and after one year he just brought one soul to Christ so that George Manessa finds Al Smith and at the end of one year he has two souls and then if George and Al go out and find one soul each at the end of two years there's four souls and then those four souls go out and um, a soul for Christ and you continue doing that year after year after year and he says, do you know how many people you'll have after 30 years? After 30 years of just one person going out and getting one soul, that all you have to do is get one soul a year. Within 30 years, you will have one billion, seventy-three million. He compounds, yeah. 741,824 souls. Breaking their fast with the bread of life, and of course, becoming, uh, coming up to the altar, yeah. receiving the Lord. But uh, one billion souls in 30 years. So um, don't be discouraged uh, by one here, one there, because those one or two go and get another one or two, and uh, the world is converted. So, exactly. um, so again, I mean, have, a have a plan. Have a plan. Have a plan. So that's a and practical tool. Have realistic goals, too. It. But, uh Try one
0: I think that's the best uh, practical tool or strategy, let's say, to have a plan. And our plan needs to be aligned with we need to save souls, we need to get people to heaven. That's our ultimate goal. Um, what are the two practical tools do you think we can wrap up with uh, to take action with uh, your lay postulate, where you are, and if there is additional church work to do, can be done?
1: Um, what I try to say to people is that, um, you know, you have to have a plan, and I, we mentioned that earlier here, but... Um, to have a tool to say, uh, at the end of the day, will I bring a soul closer to our Lord and the Blessed Virgin Mary? And I think what I try to say to people is you lead by example. Uh, I want people to, uh, when I leave their home, say, I had an encounter with lord in that you know i try to exhibit some of his qualities i try to of course be like my mother the heavenly mother our blessed mother so uh the best thing i can do is represent my family um you know my mother would always say um don't embarrass me (laughs) don't embarrass me uh represent your family well so when i enter a home i'm representing our lord and our lady uh of course my mother and my of Course, my brother and Lord. So, uh, represent well. That would be my second uh, advice. Remember, you're on this team Absolutely. and uh, you need to represent well.
0: Let's go
1: so, into number three. Uh, Lucky last. Uh, number three is um, don't give up. Don't give up. Never discourage. And, um, you know, I think of a great prayer of St. Teresa of Avila, and I, I pray this prayer every day, and I use it before my Hungry for More show. Uh, and it's simple, and it'd be a nice little battle cry here. Um, and she she would uh, encourage us. She would say, "Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. God alone suffices. And so, uh, don't be discouraged. You know, uh, let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. Um, Failure is part of the experience, Um, and again, uh, you taste success sometimes on the other side of this world, but uh, uh, don't be afraid to fail, but uh, let nothing disturb you, let nothing define you, don't be discouraged, don't be discouraged. Thank
0: you so much for, you enlightened us so much about taking action now, where we are in the midst of ordinary circumstances, wherever we are as a lady, to rise up, get to work. No excuse there. So thank you very much, Alan J. Smith, my good friend, for with me
1: on this episode. Oh, you're welcome. It's a blessing and we'll have to do it again Absolutely. because we just get started and uh, yes, there's more yeah. to share. More to share. And
0: uh, I'll be featuring on your show this coming Friday, Sydney time um, on your show. So I look forward to running the show for the book launch, um, The Art of Practical Catholicism. My book will be released on the 18th of December, Sydney, Australia time, uh, so I look forward to speaking about that with you on your show on Radio Maria, Canada. So, but thank you very much and God bless you, my friend. Oh, so, thank you very much for tuning into The Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. your host and founder, George Manassa. Until next week, God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis... Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox, as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today, live on The Voice of Charity.